Life is complicated. There is the law and there is reality. Welcome to Law and Reality, sponsored by Thav Gross. Now, here's your host, Ken Gross. It is Law and Reality time, time to kind of take a look at things as we see them and try and analyze them and figure out what's right and what's wrong. We've got the full crew here today. Jenny Lingle, tax expert. Nice to see you. Hi, Ken. Great to be here. Back in the, actually, in the studio for the first time, Jeffrey Kirshner, workers' compensation, disability expert. Nice to see you, Jeff. Nice to see you. First time here, but feels like home. And Brian Small, my cohort in, I don't want to say crime, my cohort in passion, expert in financial crisis management, estate planning. Nice to see you, Brian. Always a pleasure to be here, Ken. You know, I would say, could I get that on tape, but... I bet they're taping this someplace. So, yes, I got it on tape. I just play it over and over again. Why, did I say something nice relative to you? You did. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, you know, it's a rarity, but uh, we'll, we'll let it go for this week. I'll try not to do it again for at least the rest of this We'll make show. certain it gets leaked. <laughs> topic today. Topic today is it's a carryover from last week, but today's topic is debt elimination benefits you can't find anywhere else. And... I'm not talking about Thav Gross or Law and Reality being the benefit. I'm talking about a, fi- a tool financial crisis strategy that provides debt elimination benefits that no other tool that we know of provides. So before we get into it, other I wanna, than possibly winning the lotto, winning the lotto is a, is certainly one simple solution to debt elimination. Win the lotto. Pay off the debt. Sure, but it also causes people to go into debt. Although you could, you could also, you, you also, if you were really aggressive from the standpoint of looking at the concept of our mantra, preserving future income for you and your family, conceptually, if you won the lotto, you never need credit again as long as you live because you're financially, you've got millions of dollars. So you could say, is there a way of getting rid of the debt that I have for less than paying off the full amount. Ah, now you're thinking. And you could use one of our strategies, even in that situation where you have unlimited wealth behind you, because you brought into the concept of saying, if I want to preserve future income for you, for me and my family, I should eliminate the debt at the least possible cost. Hey, do you know where else? I don't think I would go there, though. If I won that $147 million lotto, I would just pay off the uh, balance that I owe to Visa. But do you know where it does work? It's not when you win the $147 million lotto, but when you look at your paycheck on Friday and you look at it and go, gosh, it isn't going as far as it used to because I'm so far in debt. Utilizing tools of financial crisis management to get yourself out of debt helps you preserve your future income. Even even more more so, you get the Ford or the GM or the Chrysler bonus and you get a $10,000 bonus. Do you take the $10,000 or let's just say you got a $30,000 bonus. Do you take the $30,000 and pay off your $30,000 of credit card debt? I would say no. What you do with the $30,000 is you figure out what's the least expensive way I can eliminate the $30,000 of credit card debt. And if you found a strategy that allows you to get rid of $30,000 of credit card debt for $2,000, that would be better than giving them thirty. See, I, one of the things that we talk about here, and why why we're why we're so 
professing this is that you don't know what's going to happen to you in your future. You don't know when life is going to throw you a curveball. And if you're putting yourself in debt, you're figuring, I can afford my bills right now. But the reality is, is that you might not be able to afford your bills next week. Something might happen. You might end up having to go see Jeff Kirshner here because you need to apply for Social Security Disability because you can no longer work. Something unexpected. And when life throws you those curveballs, if you're not ready, you end up in a situation where you lose out. Brian, I think there's a lot of people out there who don't even realize that they have a debt problem. I think we have to take a step back and look at it. And uh, I meet with a lot of people. They say, well, I'll get my paycheck and I, I pay my mortgage. I pay my car payment. Uh, I pay my minimum payments on, on my credit cards and maybe a little bit more. But then at the end of the day, all of the money is gone and they are then living on their credit cards between that paycheck and next paycheck, but they're not really seeing it as a debt problem because they're looking at it as if, well, I'm current and, I, and I'm well, making all my payments. That's because society says that's normal and that's acceptable. Society happens to be wrong. In just situation. look at it this way. Let's say you got $40,000 of credit card debt and you're paying 20% interest on those cards. Right, so twenty. That's eight thousand dollars a year in interest. Realistically, in order to pay the eight thousand dollars in interest, you have to make twelve thousand dollars of income because you have to pay taxes on your income, and you have to make your minimum payments. Your minimum payments on forty thousand dollars comes to a thousand dollars a month. That's twelve thousand dollars a year. So you got to make fifteen thousand dollars a year. At the end of the year, you've paid, you've made the minimum payments on the credit cards. You think you're okay. You have the same balance on the cards. Maybe they're up a little bit. Maybe it's down a little bit, but it hasn't gone away. Here's the problem. That $15,000 of your gross income that you just wasted on the credit cards, do that for 10 years. That's $150,000. If you save money and put it into the, in, into the market and, and it grows, you usually double your money every seven years. So that 150000 is really closer to $300,000 of retirement money that you have thrown away by virtue of paying interest and carrying credit card debt all that period of time. And, and all, all That's done, a serious right. mistake. All you've done is paid the interest. And like you said, you've done a great job paying the interest for a full year, yet you still have, you've paid a ton of money. You still have this horrible balance hanging over yeah, you. Yeah, because what happened, it. even the person that says, I used to be, I, I made this same mistake in my 30s and 40s. I used to pay more than the minimum monthly payment, saying I'm going to get these cards paid off. I'm going to pay more than the minimum monthly payment so that I'm not paying all this interest. But I would use all my available cash to make the payments as I got my paychecks, just leaving me enough cash to live on until the next paycheck. I never was saving any money. And when I had to buy something, I didn't have any available cash, so I charge it. So the credit cards would go down, and then they would come back up. And at the end of 15 years, they were still up. They weren't down. That meant all the money I had paid had gone to interest, and it was a fundamental waste of money. And this is what's happening to America. This is what the banking industry wants to see happen. They love to get their 15 20% interest from you. They love to charge $35 for a late fee because they make a ton of money. Their cost of the funds is 1%, 1.5% for the money, and they're selling it to you at 15 to 20% interest. Imagine if you—I met with a retailer yesterday. I said, imagine if you were selling furniture and you could mark it up— 2,500% over the price when you sold a dinette set. How nice would that be? 
That's what the credit card industry is doing to America. So getting back to where where we're going with benefits, the goal is the three-point retirement plan. You want to put yourself in a position so that when you get to the age of retirement, you are comfortable. How do you get there? Own your home free and clear, have zero debt, and have some money in savings. The first step in accomplishing that is making sure you're not wasting your savings by paying off by paying credit card debt. You have to figure out how do I eliminate that debt in the fastest way at the least possible cost. Last week we talked about chapter 7 as being the greatest tool for eliminating debt from the standpoint of speed and cost. And we agreed that it was, but the situation is chapter 7's not always available or the right remedy, depending on your circumstance. Now, let me give you a list of certain things that you'll find that we have a different tool to get rid of these items or to solve these problems than Chapter 7. I'm making too much income, so I don't qualify for a 7. I'm facing immediate foreclosure where my house is going to be sold at a foreclosure sale in two to three weeks. I have a bad car loan where I owe $25,000 on a car that's presently only worth $10,000, and I'm paying 14% interest. Only 14? A lot of people are paying 25% interest on those old cars these days. I was being conservative. I was just trying to see if I could make sure you were listening. Uh, I have a house that's underwater. The value of my house is less than the first mortgage. And I also have a second mortgage of $30,000. That's it, a lot of facts you've just thrown out. I get one more. I have tax debt. I have taxes that I owe from the last three years. Misery loves company. So those situations, question, you were the, you're the expert on financial crisis management, and you talked about Chapter 7. Do the problems that I just identified, is Chapter 7 a solution for those? You know, the answer is No. Unless you want to walk away from the home that you're underwater on, in which case a Chapter 7 might be a viable opportunity. But from the standpoint of uh, your situation, when you have an underwater home, when you have tax debt from the last three years, uh, when you have a a car loan that you want to keep the car, but you uh, owe too much on the car and it's it's clearly not worth what you owe on it, all those items that that are out there which face Americans every single day. This is a regular occurrence that people have those type of situations going on can be handled by one effective tool. You're going to say chapter Chapter 13. Before you say chapter 13, I want to go back to Jenny. I thought we talked about taxes being dischargeable in a chapter 7. Taxes are dischargeable in a Chapter 7. If, income if, taxes. Income taxes, if, if they meet certain rules. The, the tax return had to come due three years ago. It had to have been filed two years ago. It had to have been assessed 240 days ago. Um, there's also a, a bunch of other little side rules that you have to look at uh, in order to see whether or not you can actually discharge those All in right, the so 7. It's, it's 2018 now. If I owe taxes from 2017, 2016, and 2015, those are not dischargeable? Those are what we call priority tax obligations, they are not dischargeable. And when you file a Chapter 13 bankruptcy to address those tax obligations, they must be repaid in full 
over a period of no more than five years. Well, that sounds like a problem, but tell me how, what, what is a chapter 13 and how does it work and how does it solve these problems that we've just identified? So chapter 13 is a bankruptcy. Don't let anybody confuse you. Chapter 7 is a bankruptcy. Chapter 13 is a bankruptcy. So is chapter 12 and chapter 11. Okay. Chapter 13 is consumer reorganization. It allows you to take the debts that you owe and restructure them in a method you can afford to pay. So we look at your income, we look at your expenses, and we determine what you have left, what's available. So let's just say in the world of credit card debt, your minimum monthly payments are $1,000, and your car payment is $500. So you've got to shell out $1,500 a month in the real world to deal with your car and your credit cards. On top of it, you're, you've fallen $18,000 behind on your house. Which is house a, payment. Which is a big number, but it happens. I see those numbers every day, $18,000. My house payment is $2,000 a month. So the mortgage so company nine, so months, nine behind. months behind. The mortgage company is about to foreclose. So you need to file a Chapter 13 bankruptcy to stop the foreclosure. If you file it before the sheriff's sale date, you stop it. Now that gives you, instead of the, the bank wanting the $18,000 immediately, it gives you up to five years to spread that $18,000 out. So instead of eighteen dollars immediately, that's $300 a month, now, which is much more affordable than $18,000 But I still have to make the $2,000 monthly You do. You have payment, to be right? able to afford your ongoing mortgage payment and something towards the arrearage. And in this situation, we, we're going to manipulate the process by taking that car, the car that's worth $10,000 that you owe $25,000 on, and we're going to take that car payment, which was astronomical. I believe you said it was like $700 a month at one point, when we were, whether we were on the air or not. I remember that was a discussion point. And that we take that and we restructure that car to be the money that we need to repay the house. Well, I'd only like to pay $100 for the car. Can I do that? Or is it? You how, how do you decide what, the, what it works? Well, we, we look at what the fair market value of the car is. So let's say it's $10,000. Instead of twenty five, dollars And we only pay $10,000 for the car over, that over, a five over, year over the five-year period. Paying the, the, and the other $15,000 that you owe gets zero. It That'd gets nothing. So your credit cards get nothing. The deficiency, the... the, the cr- so that the, would be the about amount, $150 payment. Plus I have to pay some interest, right? The amount that you owe on the car... So that, you could conceivably lower my payment from $700 and on these facts to like $175, including interest. Yes. Wow. that's yes. that. And people I can don't lower, realize that that's and out I can, there. And I can lower the interest rate. You said it was 14, but most people, when they're in high interest rates right now, I'm seeing 24% interest on car loans. And I can take it from 24 down to like 5 Five and a half. You know, something that people don't realize that happens all the time that I just want to bring up is when you fall behind in your mortgage. One of the reasons why people fall so far behind on their mortgage is when you're pinched on cash, you start and you miss payments on your credit cards. The credit card companies call incessantly the moment you're a day late and put yes, all sorts do. of pressure on you to pay. And, you know, so say you have seven, eight, nine pieces of plastic you're behind on. They're calling. The lender on your mortgage also calls, but that's only one lender calling. So you put off making the mortgage payments to pay the credit cards because they're pressuring you more. How bad of a mistake is that to make in that situation? Well, the reality is, is not only are people 
paying those debts, but they're rating their 401s and their 403Bs and their, their, their retirement programs to pay those bills because there's not enough money coming in. So the combination effect is, is that they're paying the wrong creditor. The most important creditor is the one that keeps the roof over your head. Now, now, Brian, with that, I have a lot of people come to me and they'll say, you know, I, I, I owe it. I want to pay it. I feel badly. You know, my house is in foreclosure. But you know what? I called the lender. I talked to this really nice lady and she said, we're going to figure it out. Don't worry about it. So the house is facing foreclosure and you made a phone call and they said they'll work with you. Liars. They are liars. The banks are liars. They will not be working with you in a timely enough fashion in order for you to stop the foreclosure. You will be hearing from the, that lady. You'll talk to her right up to the day where you go, wait, I got a notice. I, my house was foreclosed. And, and I think that's what I try to point out to a lot of my clients who are in the situation where they say, well, we want to do our best to figure out how to pay everybody. At the end of the day, if you get sick, you lose your job, uh, or you have other, some other catastrophic event that happens, you're not going to pick up the phone and say, you know what, I've been a great customer for the last 30 years. Can you just you know, cut me a break for 60 or 90 days. Um, See, that's not going to happen. You can make the care. call, but they won't cut <laughs> you a break. He gives you nothing. The, the reality is when you look at the situation and you, if you step back and you said, what would I, not the person who's in trouble, but what would I advise that person who's in trouble? If you could look at your own situation from, from, a third party stance, he would say, oh my God, do what you need to do to protect the house and your family. And if that means that Visa, MasterCard, personal loans, a credit union don't get paid back because you're saving your home and you're keeping the car in your driveway so you can get back and forth to work and you're, you're keeping the IRS from levying your paycheck because you're forcing them to accept what you can afford. And that's important. And there's an and there. And you're also putting yourself on a course where you're going to start saving money and preserving your income for retirement. You see, it's not just, I understand the mentality that people say, well, I borrowed the money, I should pay it back. They feel an obligation there. But the situation is this. It is a difficult world that we live in. And the facts are we all age if we're lucky enough to live long enough. And when we get to retirement, there's Social Security. Pensions are non-existent. There's 401ks if you've managed to put money in your 401k and your IRA. But there's not going to be anyone to help you, except maybe your children, and you don't want to be a burden on them. You have to have enough money put away so that you're in a position when you retire that you can support yourself. But what? And but what if you keep thing, paying the debt, you're not going to get there. But one other thing, when comparing credit cards to house, one other thing you have to realize is credit cards are just what you've paid out, you owe money, it's kind of like a loan, whereas when you have a house, there's equity in the house. It you could have be. money in the house when you keep paying your mortgage but, on a timely basis, you're earning money on your house. And if there isn't any equity in the house, there's opportunity in Chapter 13 on top of it. You know, one of those things that we talk about is, is when you have a second mortgage and you are your house is worth less than what you owe on the first mortgage, Chapter 13 lets you get put your self in a situation where you can develop equity in a more reasonable rate. Remember you said you had a $30,000 second mortgage and the house was worth 80 and you owed 85 on the first. That allows us in chapter 13 to do something called a lien strip. What we can do in that situation is we can remove the second mortgage and 
pay it like an unsecured creditor. In Chapter 13, most Chapter 13 plans that are filed are what we call zero-dividend plans. That's where we pay nothing to the credit card to companies, the credit card companies, to old IRS debt, to old state of Michigan debt. To so where does the money go to? The money goes to who's important. It goes to the car. It goes to the house. It goes to those priority tax obligations that you can't discharge. And then it allows you, Chapter 13 also allows you to put together a budget that allows you to live, eat, sleep, breathe, and be happy. Plus you get to reduce you get to reduce the car loan down to market value of the car and Correct. reduce the interest rate. Yes. And you're paying nothing to the credit card companies oftentimes. Correct. So it's a super smart deal to make is really what it comes down to. Or if you are paying something to the credit card companies, it's it may be 10%. It may be 8%. It's a much smaller, more manageable number than trying to come up with that $1,000 a month for the credit cards and $500 a month for the car and the this and the this What about this Barry Refinance guy? He comes on the TV and says, you've got equity in your we home? Do. yeah. you got equity in your home. Refinance your home, and you can pay off all your credit card debt. That's, How's you know that? What? Okay, so when you refinance your home, what are you doing? You're stealing from your own retirement. You're taking the equity that you've already developed, and you are eliminating it. And you are putting yourself in a position where now you... You end up in retirement. You have no equity in the home because you've borrowed everything out of it. You're still probably in debt to a so certain extent. You're saying don't refinance. I personally think it's a terrible idea. If you're going to refinance, you refinance for rate and term. What that means is, is that you get a better interest rate and, and you're trying to get a better term. And so you're going from a 30-year loan to a 15-year loan, so you're paying off your house So you're saving sooner. interest and getting yeah. it paid off sooner. Before you refinance, you should analyze your options is what it really comes down to because the mortgage industry, of course, wants you to refinance. That's how they make money, and they tell you it's good, preserves your credit score and everything else. But really, you need to look at what's the smartest long-term play, and you need to analyze that. It's Sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong. You know, before, let's do, let's do say, announcements, and then we'll do a little wrap-up on Chapter 13. Would right. you like to do announcements, sure, Brian? Sure, I'd like Go to invite it. all of our listening audience to watch the TV version of Law & Reality every Sunday at 11 a.m. on TV20. That's 11 a.m. TV20. If you're off doing something, you're at church or whatever, hit that DVR button and watch us later in the day. We go through the same topics that we're discussing here, but in greater depth, quite often doing case studies so you can put yourself in the position of the person we're talking about and get an understanding of the real relief that's available for you. We have a seminar coming up Wednesday, August the 1st, 2018, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in our offices in Bingham Farms. Debt-free is me. We're going to go over... Featuring Jenny Lingle singing the tune song, Debt Free Is Me. <laughs> I, 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 I'd know, clear the room, that's for sure. In spite of the fact that Jenny might be singing, uh, we still invite you to come attend the seminar. <laughs> the seminar is on how to preserve your future income for you and your family so you have something in savings, so you have something to retire with. Debt elimination is the key discussion point. We're going to go through all the different opportunities to get rid of debt, whether it's Debt resolution, Chapter 7 bankruptcy, Chapter 13 bankruptcy, short sales. We're going to look at offers and compromise and tax repayment programs that exist out there. We're going to look at student loan relief that are opportunities to deal with all of these issues. And when you attend the seminar, you get a free copy of Ken's book, Dump Your Debt. Sign up for the seminar at lawandreality.com. 
thayovegross.com, or you can reach us the old-fashioned way at 888-235-HELP. That's 888-235-4357. Also, another seminar we have coming up, Wednesday, August 22nd, from 6 to 7.30 p.m., don't be like Bill. Do an estate plan. We're going to go over the essential elements of an estate plan, the documents you must have while you're alive, the documents that you need when you're dead. We're going to talk about how to avoid probate. I don't how, need any documents well, when I'm the dead. Documents Maybe my family the does, documents but I'm your gone, family buddy. needs when you're dead. And how to handle a probate fight when it does happen, because sometimes dying gets ugly. Who's Bill? I don't know who Bill is, but we'll find out at the seminar. And when you do find out at the seminar by attending, you get a free uh, gold certificate for $300 off any estate plan that we do. You sign up at that uh, for that seminar at lawandreality.com, thavgross.com, or call us at 888-235-4357. That's 888-235-HELP. And if you want a free consultation on any of our... Uh, things that we do. You can contact us for estate planning, business issues, bankruptcy issues, elder law issues with Pat Samasco, social security disability issues with uh, Jeff Kirshner. And of course, last but not least, any tax issues you might have, whether they're business taxes or income tax issues with our own Jenny Lingle. And you can reach us again at 888-235-4357. That's 888-235-HELP. Back to you, Ken. All right. So if you were listening to the show last week and we talked about Chapter 7, and Chapter 7 we said is the most cost-effective, fastest way to eliminate debt, and now you're listening to the show this week and you're seeing these different situations where a Chapter 13 can come into play and be a better solution because of specific problems, you should be saying to yourself, well, how am I possibly supposed to sort through this and know whether I'd be right for a Chapter 7 or a Chapter 13? Or as you're going to find out next week, we're going to talk about debt resolution, which is an alternative to eliminating debt outside of bankruptcy. And when that's the better solution. You're not. How are you supposed to figure you're it out? Not. That's my job. That's my job. That's Jenny's job. What we do is we do the analysis for you. You present your situation. And understand everybody's situation is different, which leads to the conclusion that not everybody fits into the Chapter 7 role, the Chapter 13 role, the debt resolution role. The or tax even, or, or the even offer and compromise on taxes. Role, or even the budget management role. We find the right solution for you. What works for you isn't necessarily going to work for Mrs. Smith, and what works for Mrs. Smith isn't necessarily going to work for Mr. Jones. Your situation is unique to you. You need the right analysis done for you. The key to the analysis, whether it is done by us or somebody else, is that the person who does the analysis has to be in a position where they can address the problem in a number of different ways so that you get the optimal solution. If you have a tax problem and a debt problem and you go to a tax guy who knows nothing about eliminating debt other than tax debt, he's going to want to put you into an offer and compromise or do something uh, that he's he has knowledge about doing. The problem with that is the taxes might be dischargeable in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy if, they're, if they meet the, the three-point rule that Jenny told us about earlier. You need to have the analysis so that, so that you know what your options are to arrive at the optimal solution. We're all about finding the optimal solution to get rid of the debt so that you're preserving future income for you and your family on a long-term plan. 
It's all about getting to that retirement situation so that you have comfort. You don't want to find yourself 70 with a mortgage, two car payments, $50,000 of credit card debt, and $2,500 a month coming in on Social Security between husband and wife. And then when one of you passes away, you lose that benefit. That's a wrap. Keep, in, keep us in mind. We'll be back next week with Law and Reality. Thanks for tuning in.